I joined ClientKit because I thought my problem was Facebook ads. Mm. And I had, in the, in the past, I had run maybe, actually I remember December 2017, I built a webinar, right? Before actually engaging with TF or anybody to help, I just sure. kind of ripped off some stuff. And yeah. I, I'm a pretty good marketer, I could figure it out, right? Yep. So I built a webinar and I ran $1,000 of traffic to it in December of 2017. And I got exactly zero leads. Forget applications, wow. clients, like zero leads, right? Whoa. And uh, I thought, of course, it was the worst thing in the world. Now I spend that much a day on advertising. But at the time, I was like, this is the worst thing in the world. I'm a terrible marketer. Like, how could this happen? It was a disaster, right? Yeah. Um, at the time, it felt like one. You're listening to The Traffic and Funnel Show. All right, welcome to another episode of the Traffic and Funnel Show. Today, we have a special episode because I'm joined by Ahmed Manawar. How are you doing today, man? Good, good, good. Excited to be here. Yes, so glad to have you on. Um, you, I have really high expectations because you said you're going to be the best <laughs> guest that's ever been on the Traffic and Funnel Show. So uh, the bar is set high. Overpromise so. and under-deliver has been my, uh, my modus operandi for a long time. Yes, that's how you've been so successful, right? <laughs> um, well, dude, super happy to have you on today. Um, I kind of want to just go back to the beginning like of your journey and talk about, obviously you've been in client kit, you've been in elite for a long time. You've been around Chris and Taylor for a while now. Um, but let's go all the way back. Like I know you've been in consulting for years. Um, let's go back to the beginning of that. I kind of want to hear how you got started even in business. Um, and then sure. we'll go from there. Yeah. So long story short, I went to business school, not because I wanted to go into business, but because I was only good at math and not good at science and I'm Indian. <laughs> And my parents wanted me to be a doctor, which is what all Indian parents want. Right. And that wasn't going to happen because I sucked at chemistry and biology and all the stuff that you need to yeah. become a doctor, right? <laughs> so I wasn't going to go to med school. So I graduated high school and I'm like, oh, let's go to business school because I don't know what else to do. And let's just yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Did that, majored in accounting, went on to work with uh, a little firm called Ernst & Young, you know, big four professional services firm. Was a good accountant um, and, and, you know, worked at a big firm and you know made a decent amount of money. But at some point decided that, you know, accounting wasn't really my thing. It wasn't aligned with my sweet spot and what I thought mm. I was good at and the contribution I wanted to have in the world. So again, didn't really know what to do. Most of my decisions in life have been just kind of like, I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to do something else. Right. Sure. And so I, I left accounting and I went into a consulting environment and I had a bunch of friends who'd started up a small consulting firm that a big government agency client um, that was really just their one big whale paying all their bills. Hmm. And these guys were in education. They were PhDs and masters in education and didn't know the first thing about business. So they looked at me and they're like, oh, you work at this big professional services firm. You work, you know, downtown Toronto. You've got, you know, fancy suits and you go to nice <laughs> lunches and, you know, why don't you come in and run the business for us? So I'm sure. like, okay, sure. Because... I don't know how to do that, but why not? Sounds <laughs> yeah. like fun. Yeah. So I ran the business for a number of years. I did sales, marketing, business development, operations, finance. Like I was the business guy. Um, and we took that firm to seven figures um, and did really well and closed some big, big six, seven figure deals, government agencies, um, you know, big corporations as clients, et cetera. And that's where I kind of decided to focus in on marketing through that experience. That's where I really found that I was most engaged um, and, and I had a a pretty strong capability in marketing for a consulting professional services context. Yeah. And then somewhere on that journey, I got the bug. Like, you know, it's been fun working at this firm and I was senior at the firm, but I wanted to start my own, my own company and, and run my own show and hang out my own shingle, so to speak. And that's what I did. Huh. So a few years later, I, I started what, uh, what we now call boutique growth is, is my company's name. 
And uh, in the beginning, it was just, you know, I think how a lot of people start is just, well, I'm going to go out and just offer services and just go and help people and see what happens. And I kind of started out offering, uh, you know, fractional, fractional, fractional marketing services, fractional CMO, director of marketing services. Mm-hmm. And I went out to other consulting firms and professional service firms who probably couldn't afford to hire me full time and probably didn't need me full time at the time, mm-hmm. but needed somebody to direct the marketing and direct their business development strategy uh, and didn't have that. And I would go on on a fractional basis and I, and I would help them. Um, and I did that for a number of years. And, and that's kind of what happened pre getting involved with traffic and funnels and client kit and elite. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So how long ago was that, that you kind of encountered this environment? I think I joined client kit in, uh, June of 2018, just over a year and a half ago, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Nice. And you had kind of followed Chris and Taylor prior to that, like, yeah, not for terribly long. Uh, I first kind of discovered this whole like high ticket world, internet marketing world, coaching world, probably six to nine months before that. Okay. Um, followed a couple of the major players in the space who would be considered TF's competitors. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along that journey, probably because you served me up ads, yeah. <laughs> found, yeah. found traffic and funnels. Nice, yeah. nice. Love that. So you jumped into CK and kind of built out your offer essentially like to, cause you had the 90 day pipeline prior to this, but you just wanted to scale it. Yeah. So basically what happened was early 2018, I was, I was book solid. I had clients on retainer. I was making what would be considered a very reasonable, high professional income. Yeah. Um, but I had like five bosses, you know, or like four, but whatever it was four, yeah. six clients that were on retainer and I was going into their office every single week and I was driving around Toronto, which is a big city that you don't want to be driving in. <laughs> and it was like, you know, it was like I had five jobs, right? Yeah. And with these retainers, you know, scope creep is a, is a terrible thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it just gets bigger and bigger. And as they grow and they succeed and things get more complicated, your role gets more complicated, but the fees don't always go up. Right. The hours right. go up, the fees don't always go up. So I think early 2018, I realized, well, that, that can't continue. You know, making a decent amount of money, don't have much of a lifestyle. You know, at the time, I probably had, I forget how many kids I have, I probably had two at the time, mm-hmm. right? I got three now. They were, they're not listening, it's okay. Yeah, you know, they will <laughs> maybe one day, right? Probably one and a half or two at the time. And I was growing the family, wanted to spend time with the kids, and it wasn't really adding up. Yeah. And so that's when I said, well, look, and I kind of discovered this whole high ticket coaching world, mm-hmm. um, courses, et cetera. And I was like, well, I need something more scalable. So that took me down the path of building what we now call the 90 day pipeline, which is a program that the clients I used to serve can plug into and engage with and get results much faster. That isn't as reliant upon me because I'm not doing the work for them. It's done with you versus done for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I built that out. I betaed the program early 2018. And, um, and then I, I joined client kit as my way of scaling it, taking it to the next level. Hmm. That's awesome. And what, what was that process like when you got into the environment and started building it out? Like, did you see success right away or was it kind of a slow, you want the truth? Build? Yeah, yeah. I want, I want the, the, the hard truth, man. So the, I joined client kit. I'm like, I think a very typical client in this regard. I joined client kit because I thought my problem was Facebook ads. Hmm. And I had in the, in the past, I had run maybe, actually, I remember December, 2017, I built a webinar right before actually engaging with TF or anybody to help. I just sure. kind of ripped off some stuff and yeah. I, I'm a pretty good marketer. I could figure it out. Right. Yeah. So I built a webinar and I ran a thousand dollars of traffic to it in December of 2017 and I got 
exactly zero leads. Forget applications, wow. clients, like zero leads, right? Whoa. And uh, I thought, of course, it was the worst thing in the world. Now I spend that much a day on advertising. But at the time I was like, this is the worst thing in the world. I'm a terrible marketer. Like, how could this happen? It was a disaster, right? Yeah. Um, at the time it felt like one. In the grand <laughs> scheme of things, wasn't a big deal, right? Sure. So when I joined CK, I remember talking to the advisor who, who enrolled me at the time. And I was like, listen, I just need the ads. All this mindset stuff, it all sounds, you know, moderately interesting. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll be useful. I, if I said that, probably didn't mean it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just want the ad stuff, man. Just get me to f help me figure out how the ads work. Mm -hmm. Get me to scale the ads. Mm -hmm. And then I'm golden. Mm -hmm. Right? Lo and behold, you know, did the ads support help? Absolutely. Um, but frankly, it was the least of what I got. Mm. Which wow. is not a detriment to the ad support. It's just a, it's a testament to how valuable everything else was. Mm. The mindset. How to think. Uh, the sequence of activities, the behaviors that you ought to be engaging in, um, the normalization of results by being in a group like that and then later on elite, uh, the sales. You know, I never thought I had a sales problem mm. until I joined CK. And I was like, I don't know how to sell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought I could sell. I don't know how to sell anymore. Yeah. Right? Wow. Um, and so long story short, yeah, it worked. It worked like a charm. Uh, and then I joined elite. Um, but it worked for reasons that, frankly, I never could have anticipated. Mm, wow. So what was the what was the biggest factor at the beginning? Was it l relearning how to sell? Was it did did they tell you to like stop running ads until you figure it out, or what was the process there? Uh, I kept running ads, mm. and we kept testing, and we kept tweaking, and it definitely didn't work in the beginning. Um, and frankly, it took me a really long time to figure out Facebook. I wouldn't even say that I figured out Facebook yet yeah. properly. It's working, but it's not. Great. Sure. Sure. Right. We have other traffic sources too that are working better. Um, I would say what really what really worked for me in the beginning was sales was super helpful. Mm -hmm. So I remember a training. This might have happened in Elite, frankly, but I remember Taylor being very much about in the beginning when you're getting your offer off the ground, you're validating the offer, um, and you're in kind of like early stages revenue with the offer. Mm -hmm. Sales is the most important thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To forget marketing. I mean, you need opportunity. Right. But if you can't close on that opportunity, adding more water into a bucket with a hole in it, it's not going to help you. Totally. So sales for sure was a mm -hmm. was a big thing. Mm -hmm. Mindset was massive. I mean, I I cannot I cannot uh, emphasize enough how important mindset was in my journey and continues to be in my journey. And frankly, now uh, it's it's a major pillar of what I teach my clients, whereas it wasn't back then. Wow. We didn't touch mindset when I first built this program. Now, like CK, I do a mindset lesson every single week with my clients. Mm. And now they're saying to me, hey, your strategies and your tactics are fantastic, but the mindset work is blowing me away. I never thought I needed this. And that yeah. was my experience in CK is I never thought I needed the mindset work until I got into it and experienced it. And I was probably the single biggest driver for me was mm. the mindset work. It's crazy how many times, I mean, even I've heard that as like the thing that I thought I needed was not yep. what I actually needed. And so I got in and figured it out. Um, but I love that. I love, I love the way that you've up leveled, you know, consistently, like you started with CK. Now you're an elite, we have elite gold. Like there's, there's all these different levels to success. And that all stems from, from how you think, how you think about yourself. Um, you're in Nashville hanging with us at one of our, Mm -hmm. events right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just cool to see, you know, your story now where you're at, where do you see yourself headed? Like what's next on the horizon? I mean, so the last year and a half, 
has been about getting the 90-day pipeline off the ground, getting it into the market, um, battle testing it, um, putting a critical mass of clients through it. And we've done that, and it's been fantastic. And we found our sweet spot in the market. There's a certain type of consultant for which this is the very best program in the market. And we know that, and we know who it is, and the results speak for themselves. Um, now we're just taking it to the moon because I believe that there's a there's a segment of the market that is underserved slash inappropriately served mm. by some of the existing programs in the market. And uh, I know we have a solution and a fix for them, and uh, I see it as a moral responsibility to get it into their hands. And that's another piece, frankly, moral responsibility and doing right by the client and doing right by the market. These are not things I necessarily thought about mm. before traffic and funnels and you know, engaging with Taylor and Chris and then through them, people like Jay Abraham, who we spent a couple of days with in Paris yeah. Yeah. Um, a few months ago and we'll be spending more time with this year. Uh, it's a whole other way of looking at business, mm. which frankly, what I was blind to, not because I wouldn't have been able to appreciate it, but because I hadn't been exposed to it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really shaped my thinking now. So, at, you know, there's a point in time where, and Taylor talks about this a lot, where I was kind of worried about myself. Mm. You know, pay the bills, take care of the family, make sure the kids have nice things and they can play hockey and, you know, do the things that they want to do in life. We can give them experiences. Yeah. Okay, done. <laughs> yeah. Now what, right? right? And now I'm really, really focused on, well, what's my contribution and who can we have the highest impact on and mm. what is my moral responsibility in that, um, in that, uh, in that exercise? And mm -hmm. we're going forward. I love it. And you earlier, you mentioned like the lifestyle piece was missing. What's that like now? Like, do you have, you know, more, more freedom, more fun, more like, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, because I think now as, as I progressed into the various levels of, of business, right in the beginning, you know, pre CK, probably low six, low six figure income right now, you know, seven figure business gunning for kind of that multiple, multiple seven figure mark, uh, and then eventually eight figures, things are getting more complicated. Sure. That's for sure, right? And I'm definitely guilty of um, what Taylor and Chris often warn people against, which is they don't get easier. Right. You get better, right. but things don't get easier. Your problems get bigger. Mm -hmm. And you've got to grow as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a human being to be able to combat the problems that are going to come your way. So, you know, I'm probably more stressed now, right? Mm -hmm. um, my problems are bigger. Uh, you know, that the $1,000 I... I, I cried over, not literally, right? But yeah. uh, in December of 2017, I mean, I, I could lose that in a day right now, right? Yeah. Um, the one bad day and then that money's gone. So the problems are bigger, the stakes are higher. There's a team now. It's not just about me, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a massive piece of what I'm learning here. And I, mm -hmm. this may be not so relevant to people earlier stage, but when you, when you grow in the beginning, it's about you, mm -hmm. right? You're doing everything. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point, and that's been me for the last six months, you realize, well, Unless I want to kill myself in the process, I can't do everything. And the only way to grow beyond where we're at right now is by building the team. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning a ton from this environment here being in Elite um, and watching how Taylor and Chris have built the TF team and engaged with yeah. you guys. How you're building your team has been instrumental. So yep. to answer your question, it, it's different. The yeah. Stress is higher um, in many ways. My ability to manage the stress is better. Mm. Um, problems are bigger. Challenges are new and exciting. Um, but yeah, I typically don't work past six or seven. Mm -hmm. um, I'm home for dinner most nights with the kids. Mm -hmm. I don't work on the weekends. Uh, I got three kids under eight. They wouldn't let me 
You know, yeah. even if I even if I wanted to work on the weekends, yeah. you know, they we wouldn't be op, wouldn't be an option. You know, last Saturday we had like we were at the hockey rink three times. You know, first daughter for skating, second daughter had uh, game one and game two of a tournament. Like, there's no time to work, yeah, right? So sure. I'm kind of by force. Uh, uh, I've had to make the business fit into a container. Yeah, and that's been fantastic. Yeah, man, and it really like I think there's that facade of you know build a business and go sit on the beach and do nothing. Like there's this whole, you know, internet marketing world that really the, the realistic side of it is like, if you put in the work, if you want the results, you got to put in the work and there's, there's stress and there's things that come with that. And even sitting in the session today, like there were people talking about fear, you know, I'm fearful that if I take the weekend off, I'm going to lose traction or I'm going to go backwards. And um, so I, I love that you've been able to manage that and do that better, even at a high level. It's awesome. Well, Taylor said it today in the, in the, in the session, right? What's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario for me is so good, it's embarrassing to even ask the question. Mm. Wow. Like it's, it's such a, it's such a self selfish way to think, right? Like what's going to happen to me? You're going to be fine. Right. Most people listening to this are going to be fine. Um, you're, as long as you're investing in the right things, right? You're smart, you're capable, you know what you're doing. You have the skills, you know how to turn, uh, attention into revenue, right? Mm-hmm. Get attention, turn that attention to revenue. You can do those fundamental things, master the process of marketing, sales, business development. You're never going to be hard up for money. Yeah, totally. You know? And I didn't think that way in the beginning because I hadn't mastered those processes. Now I'm, I'm not worried about what's going to happen because even if we have challenges in the business, which we will because that happened because it's business. Taylor mentioned this morning, you know, one of, one of their lessons from from last quarter was, Business is a complex machine, and things don't always happen the way that you want them to happen, and you got to be able to react yeah. to how things take shape. Um, but that's okay, because if you have that fundamental skill set, marketing, sales, business development, opportunity creation, um, you'll be fine no matter what happens. Yeah, I love it, man. Man, thanks so much for just sharing your story and coming, and uh, I know we'll, we'll, let the, we'll let the people decide if you're the best guest that's ever graced the show or not. I don't know. Yeah. You, you, guys have a, I, you guys have a lot of really good content. So I probably, you know, I like to think I'm up there, but the best is a, that's a big title. Dude, well, you're, you're a legend, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. And how can people find you? I know you do a podcast too, right? Yeah. And the name of it is um, up in the air. So oh, I can't even right. drop the name of the podcast. Probably the best thing would be to go to 90daypipeline.com. Um, we are really set up to serve the B2B consultant who's selling to corporate um, in selling kind of less internet marketing type stuff, sure. right? So think about the leadership trainer and the strategic planning consultant, the operations person that are, that are selling consulting services. That's who we help. And you can learn more about that at 90daypipeline.com. I love it. Awesome, man. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more from Chris and Taylor, visit trafficandfunnels.com and get a free gift just for being a subscriber. That's trafficandfunnels.com.